Hi, it's Mark Bittman, and welcome to Food. I'm recording this intro, not the podcast itself, or not the interview, from Rome, which I wrote about last week in our newsletter, The Bittman Project, which you can find at bitmanproject.com. And you can also feel free to reach out to us at food at markbitman.com. We will respond to your rants, raves, criticisms, love, suggestions, whatever you'd like to say. We'd like to hear it. Okay, back in a sec. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, folks. We have a new sponsor and an interesting one. We all take about 20,000 breaths a day, and Americans spend about 90% of our time indoors. That indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. And indoor air pollutants can cause respiratory symptoms like sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So, what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to our listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code BITMAN. As I said, I'm recording this from Rome, and I am happy to be introducing 
an interview with Kate Mee and former Ohio Representative Tim Ryan, recent senatorial candidate. We will talk about that a little bit. I met Representative Ryan about eight or 10 years ago when he reached out to me when I was a columnist at the Times. And we talked about food, but we also talked about some of his other interests, which we will get into here. He is a well-rounded, decent, really wonderful individual, great guy with very good politics, especially when it comes to food. Very lovable, warm, charismatic, sort of like how you'd picture the popular kid in high school, which he was, but the popular kid who wasn't a bully or a jerk. The true, well, one doesn't want to say all-American, but a good guy. Tim has had an interesting life and is still pretty young, so continues to develop. He grew up Catholic, is still Catholic practicing, and has very thoughtful things to say about that. Played high school football, as I said, sort of the popular kid. But any case, the quarterback was meant to play in college, but was derailed, of course, by a knee injury. Old story, right? Basically went into politics, instead became the youngest congressman of his generation. And we talk about this transition, about his interest in food and his work in food, what he's up to now, and many other things. The conversation runs the gamut. I'm sort of heartbroken that Tim's not in the Senate because he would have been terrific, and we can hope that um, that will happen someday. I think my feeling is if you know Tim, if you listen to Tim, you will love him. And I'm looking forward to you hearing this conversation with me, Kate Pittman, and Tim Ryan. Here we are. Hello, handsome. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Hi, Kate. Hi, Tim. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Dad. You're so cute. <laughs> well, we know Aww, each other, Dad. You're so cute. <laughs> it was sweet. What are you drinking over there? Some health food drink? Yeah, some protein power <laughs> something something. My wife got. <laughs> I, I pulled out two big things of oatmeal, like cinnamon sugar oatmeal that I was going to do. And I said, fuck, <laughs> let me go. Let me go do the right thing here. <laughs> Not while well, I'm talking to Mark. The oatmeal was a good idea. I had lunch with Mark Hyman the other day and I got him in the back of my head like oatmeal. That's just a bunch of carbs. You don't need that. I sign. That's Come ridiculous. On. Oatmeal's good for you. I have to have that fight with him. Well, it is, but not the kind I buy with all the sugar in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's dance, baby. Um, <laughs> well, we have many questions, but I, you know, and we're all well organized and stuff, but I just have to ask you what you're doing with yourself before we get started. I'm doing a lot of different things. I'm kind of in the clean energy space is kind of where I am right now. I just kind of fell into it. I'm working for a clean energy tech company that's got a couple of really cool breakthrough technologies um, that I'm helping with around, you know, uh, reducing carbon output and uh, reducing CO2 and all that good stuff. I'm working with some of the people in the natural gas industry to help us displace coal and oil. You know, it's kind of moving in the transition of the cleaner tech, so more of a, a portfolio of natural gas with clean tech while we continue to research some of the other breakthrough technologies. But, you know, it's amazing. People don't realize how many countries around the world are, are still cranking out uh, lots of coal-fired power plants. 
And, and so, you know, I get a little bit of backlash of people with, you know, what are you doing with the natural gas people? And it's like, well, we got to get rid of coal and oil. And the, the first step in doing that really is through natural gas. So I'm, I'm having a ball, though. I really am. I, I feel like in some ways I escaped the hostage situation. <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a great time. And I, I coached my eight-year-old's basketball team this year. And it was really funny, like three weeks after the election, you know, I had been doing debates on major issues and, you know, high profile Senate race could potentially swing the Senate one way or the other. And three weeks later, I'm sitting on the bench and in the, in the, this is eight year old, not eighth grade, eight year old, the coach is out on the middle of the court screaming at the referee. He gets technicals. The athletic director comes over and yells at him, Mark. And I'm sitting there thinking, boy, my life has changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, we want to hear your backstory because it's so cool. You were the youngest Democrat in the house when you were elected in 2003 at 29 years old. Before that, you were a high school and college quarterback. So can you walk us through these transitions a little and tell us how politics happened? Yeah, sure. Um, there really is a, a natural kind of through line. I, I grew up just outside of Youngstown, Ohio, northeast area of the of the state. And, um, you know, grew up playing sports and went to Catholic school for 13 years. And throughout that time, I, you know, was, was a pretty decent athlete at least in in my world. And there was always kind of that, those were like the two things that really shaped me. It was my, my kind of love of, of athletics and sports and the competition. And then I really enjoyed being Catholic. I like growing up Catholic. I was an altar boy, you know, and, and people now, you know, it's, it was a much different like time for being Catholic or being religious. Like nobody was talking about all these rules of, you know, abortion and this and that and all, you know, gay marriage and all that stuff that we kind of have dealt with in the last, you know, few years. It was all about the social gospel. It was all about being a good person. It was all about service. You know, my grandfather was an usher. My grandmother was in the in the rosary group. My mom was always volunteering for the church festival and whatever else was going on. So it was straight service. There was no real dogma coming down. And so in a lot of contemplation, a lot of rosaries and, you know, kind of that's kind of where I ended up, I think, gravitating towards meditation and yoga and those kind of things. And those seeds were all planted growing up and and playing sports. And then I got to high school and was the quarterback of the team. And, you know, we had to put on our jerseys and we would have to go out into the community and do service. It was senior service was part of our part of our gig at, at John F. Kennedy High School. And so you had the, kind of the backdrop of President Kennedy um, and his challenge to service and all of that. And so it was awesome. And and that really, when I, I went to college and, and uh, on a scholarship to Youngstown State to play quarterback, and I um, blew my knee out. And um, it was Jim Trestle was there at the time. He went on to win a national title at Ohio State. And he recruited me. I blew my knee out. And it was one of those, you know, moments, uh, inflection points in someone's life. It was like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Like my identity was completely wrapped into I was a quarterback. I was going to play for the Cleveland Browns and I was going to be the guy to win them a Super Bowl. And that's just where my my head was. And 
I just flipped the politics. Um, I had met a congressman of our area who ended up in prison, but uh, he was a, he was a <laughs> your, mo- your role model. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can you can learn what not to do from some people too, Mark. You know that. Um, and he uh, he was a quarterback. He went to Catholic school. He was a very charismatic guy. Uh, Jim Trafficant was his name. And he was at my football banquet my senior year in high school. And he said, hey, if you ever, you know, want to do an internship or something in D.C., let me know. And I just had his card lying around. And, I'm, you know, have busted up knee and, you know, just heartbroken and not sure what I was going to do. And I saw the card land and I said, well, maybe I'll call the congressman and see. And I got an internship, caught the political bug and and kind of the rest is history. But it was that that line of like leadership being a quarterback, being okay with being on the front page of the paper if things were good and being being able to deal with the fact that you're going to be on the front page of the paper if you threw an interception in front of 5,000 people and lost the game, like building those kind of emotional skills. But the service piece was pretty consistent. And I really saw politics as a way to to serve and to help and to lead. And it all kind of came together through my 20 years in Congress. I love... um how precise your storyline is. It feels like such a natural path. But if you think about it, like when I was like, how did he go from sports to politics? It's not like you could figure it out as just sort of looking at it. But when you explain it, it makes so much sense. You know, always looking back, I think it's, you know, it has a little more clarity sometimes in the rearview mirror. But just following that kind of instinct was was pretty natural. Where are you with Catholicism now? I, you know, I love Pope Francis. I'm really, you know, was less uh, enthusiastic uh, about his predecessor, but I love how Pope Francis is trying to steer the church. I've been in politics long enough to know that he's sending a lot of these cultural cues and, and messaging, which has to happen well before you start changing any of the, the dogma. But I'm just, you know, thrilled with his leadership. It's a very, very powerful religion. I mean, I think the mythology of death and resurrection in our daily lives is a really, really powerful one. You know, we're always dying and rising, you know, in some ways. I lost an election, right? My political career in some sense died, but I'm I feel like I've, you know, found a new lease on life and I've got all this new energy and freedom and it's like that was a death and a resurrection of sorts. And I think keeping that in mind with not getting too caught up on the, the story of is it real or not, but using the lessons, you know, very much a uh, big Joseph Campbell fan, how, how Campbell would um, articulate these, how powerful these myths are if you don't get stuck on them. Interesting. We met because of food. You were doing good work on food in the house and, and, you and I, when you and I met, we appreciated what each other were doing. I wonder what, you know, as an outsider now, what you think, A, what legislative priorities ought to be, what you think is achievable and what you think we should be striving to have our representatives doing, and also what you think people's priorities on food ought to be. I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, some of the policies are are moving in the right direction. Uh, in You know, in the last agriculture appropriations bill, you know, more money for conservation, more money for, um, you know, moving slowly uh, into regenerative agriculture. 
um, using tools like cover crops and those kind of things to sequester carbon to help with climate. But I think we are moving in that direction, not not nearly you know as quickly as as we probably need to be. I still think we, we've drop the ball on, you know, the intensity where we, we could have urban agriculture uh, help combat a lot of the issues with food deserts and, and just uh, the sickness that, that's happening in so many areas of the country just that could be addressed with, with diet. You know, over the years, met, met guys like you, met a lot of the, the people in like functional and holistic medicine like, like Mark Hyman and others about really how important food can be and then the whole food is medicine movement and and so i'm i I just think we've got to figure out how to build the coalitions and elevate this whole movement and it needs to be the healthcare people it needs to be the the ag people i think a lot of the leaders in the black community latino community you know who are looking for solutions on uh on health and wellness uh for for people who live in some of these communities um, so we got a lot of work to do, but it's got to be a comprehensive approach. And I'm hoping that the new farm bill is an opportunity for us to, to speed that up a little bit. But we're fighting against the, a mindset that is, you know, straight subsidies for the old crops and just leave it at that. And there was this deal that was always like, you know, the the Democrats get the SNAP program, the food stamp program, and the nutrition program, and the Republicans get the subsidies for the farmers, and we just pass it. <laughs> and that was the coalition that was put together a long time ago. And it was smart because that's that's what was needed, but it's not meeting the challenge of sickness that we have today. It's not meeting the challenge of climate that we have today and just general health and well-being today. It's like if you open that can of worms, the farm bill, then you're opening you know, the Republicans are going to say, okay, well, we're willing to discuss anything, including cuts and snap. And then, and then you're in trouble because cuts and snap is a non-starter or should be a non-starter. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and this is part of like what's broken. I mean, it's broken in the country because we cannot have the level of conversation that's needed to solve the level of problems that we have. And these are very complicated problems. But clearly, all these systems are broken. I mean, it's just it just like the food system is broken, the ag system's broken, the healthcare system's broken, the education system's broken, and and like we need to have these super high levels uh, conversations for brokering what needs to be the new systems to emerge. And and if you can't have those conversations. You know, we're going to, you know, F you and F you and F you and F you. And then it's like, I'm Irish. I get that. There's a certain <laughs> appeal that 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 has for me, but that's not certainly not the responsible thing. And and that's what I think we've got to get through is like some of these solutions are free market based. Some of these solutions are government based. How do we have the conversation as to what is what? How do we use the innovation and power of the free market and somehow transfer that to our government policies where we actually can monitor um, the results of the programs that we have? Because some really don't work. And I know a lot of Democrats defend the indefensible, but it's like, look, we blow a lot of money. Like the intentions may be good, but it doesn't get to where we need. 
how are we spending all of this money? And we're still, we're still stuck with the poverty issues that we have, the healthcare issues that we have. So the answer clearly is not the money we spend on housing. And I just like, I've been traveling a lot the last couple of months and, you know, I'm in Seattle and, you know, there's tents going down the road of all the homeless people there. It's, it's been obviously, you know, LA and San Francisco and some of these other big cities, we see it as well. Like, how are we spending all of this money? And we still haven't been able to, you know, move the needle on some of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's insane. And so, you know, to me, not to get too far afield here, but, but for me, it's like I've been around long enough to see underneath like the national toxic conversation about all the nonsense that we don't want to talk about right now are people who are solving problems and have really cool pilot programs, really cool initiatives going on. And, and how do you, how do you highlight those, juice them up and expand them and amplify them? I think that's, that's going to be the challenge moving forward. Thank you for that, Tim. It's nice to hear a semi-hopeful outlook. We'll be right back with more from Tim Ryan. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi folks, we have a new sponsor and an interesting one. We all take about 20,000 breaths a day, and Americans spend about 90% of our time indoors. That indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. And indoor air pollutants can cause respiratory symptoms like sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So, what's the solution? 
Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants, so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to our listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code BITMAN. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Tim, now we know for a fact that you eat those packets of oatmeal that have like <laughs> built-in apples and cinnamon and brown sugar, right? Yeah. So you put it in a mug, you put it in the microwave. I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing. <laughs> but you also believe in food as medicine. So I feel like it ties in beautifully to the rest of your story. But do you want to talk a little bit about what it means to you? Well, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, 20 years in Congress on the Appropriations Committee, I like my view of the world really is a, a lot now colored by what the policies are around things like this. And to see healthcare costs go up so dramatically, to see Medicare, Medicaid eat up more and more and more of the federal budget, to see the increase in healthcare costs continue to go up, to eat up more of a business's budget that they can't invest into job training, they can't invest into research and development or new ideas or pensions or retirement security for their workers and all of that, you start to like think about, okay, what are the solutions here? And then, you know, and then, you know, having some view of the world and, you know, my grandma Rizzi's, you know, up, they lived, they lived to be 89 years old because of, I think they largely ate a lot of, really fresh food and and you know manage their stress and all the rest but really seeing like just eating food as opposed to the fake food that the highly processed food that is out there 
could make a world of difference for people. Just that simple step. I mean, it gets you into the argument of, you know, we're not producing food with as much nutritional value as we used to because of what's happened to the soil and all the rest. But it's still a major step moving from, you know, potato chips to healthy food from from the garden and fruits and vegetables and, you know, that kind of thing. I don't think of that stuff so much as food as medicine as just sort of eating normal food as opposed to eating stuff that really doesn't meet the definition of food. Yeah. I mean, if the definition of food is a substance that makes you healthier, which is the definition of food is a substance that nourishes you, and the definition of nourishment is providing health, then half of what we eat is not really food. So it's not so much, I mean, I the food is medicine thing, I'm okay with it, but I think it makes it sound a little clinical. I think what it really is, is that if you eat real food, you're way better off than if you don't. It sort of boils down to something as simple as that. Yeah. And tying in, you know, again, thinking about this from a, from a, a comprehensive place, tying in, you know, uh, the health programs in our schools, school gardens, you know, it's, it's not some soft mamby pamby liberal kind of, oh, we got to, you know, have school gardens for our kids. And no, it's about look, teaching them how to grow their own food and then kitchens in the schools to teach them how to cook and prepare, you know, the old home economics classes. And I just think teaching people this, weaving that into the the health curriculum in our schools, bringing school gardens, making it a real thing, I think teaches so many different things in addition to food, in addition to how to cook. But the idea that you got to you got to plant a seed or you got to plant a, you know, a small plant and watch it grow. And uh, over time, it, it teaches you patience. It teaches you an understanding that things don't come easy. You don't, you know, throw it in the microwave and cook it up in one minute, you know, or you ask a kid, where's this tomato come from? And they say a grocery store, like they'll have a you know, general sense of, you know, how to do it. And by all accounts, it's healthier. It's it's good good for the soul to be out in a garden and you know interacting with the earth and getting a little dirt on your hands and you know kind of connecting in that way with nature. So it has multiple benefits. To go back to politics for just one more second, you gave up a congressional seat you'd held for almost twenty years to to run for senate. Lost for kind of all the wrong reasons that that are pretty complicated, but was the sad truth at the end of the day it was a sad truth and you know so we lost i mean when i say we people on the right side of these kinds of arguments lost not only a potential great senator but an existing great congressman i'm just wondering what your plans are are you planning to go back in are you running for president in 2024 are you running for senate <laughs> are you running for congress no. are you done what are you thinking you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done for the foreseeable future for sure. You know, it's like, I've, I put my career and public service ahead of my family for, you know, 10 years and, you know, it's time to put them first for a while and, uh, you know, make it, make a little bit of money and got kids in college now and be home more and Brady will be nine in June. So I don't want to miss much of what he's doing. So for the foreseeable future, you know, I'm going to try to stay engaged a little bit, 
but won't be running anytime soon. But we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens in a few years. You know, maybe maybe there's an opportunity to to do something and and feel like I could make a difference. And I, I like, you know, I'm doing some business stuff now and I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying learning about, you know, how businesses operate, run, grow. I think there's a lot of political skills that I've developed that are very applicable to, you know, growing a, a kind of a startup company um, and positioning it and raising money for it and, you know, branding it, marketing it, talking about the impact that it could have. Like a lot of those skills are very transferable and I'm, and I'm really enjoying it because I do think, and I, I have think that the part of the problem in the country now is a lot of the businesses are fucking irresponsible. You know, they're just, they're irresponsible, greedy corporations that could be doing a lot of good and they don't, and they don't really care. Um, now there's a lot of really good ones too, you know, and I want to be a part of a, you know, a business that wants to take care of its workers, you know, understands that businesses are supposed to solve problems. Like you were saying, like food, the natural definition of food really is to provide nutrition and, you know, sustain your own life. Well, the reason for businesses to develop originally was to solve an issue in the marketplace. And so now with with climate being a major issue and companies wanting to maybe move in a direction of more sustainability to be a part of providing something for them to be able to solve that problem for them and make money in the process. I like it. It's fun. So I'm enjoying it. And I think if I do go back into politics, Mark, that it will be an additional kind of worldview for me to have if I'm trying to solve these big problems. So to have 20 years in politics and a bunch of business experience, I think could be helpful to the cause too. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. You're uniquely positioned. You should hook up with Edible Schoolyard and create more gardens and schools. Yeah. Just thinking about what you said. I mean, when and why did we get rid of home ec? Now I can't stop thinking about it. It Makes so much sense. Home ec, shop class. Yeah. You know, and then you wake up one day and nobody knows how to cook or eat or balance their checkbook. And you wake up one day and, and our kids don't have the skills they need to to go into the building and construction trades. And they try college for six months and drop out. And that's not for them. And we we lost the pipeline of kids who are super smart but don't want to go to college. And, you know, and shame on us for for doing that and that became part of the elitist mentality everybody's got to go to college we're just going to do service we don't need to manufacture it was like all part of this big like myth of of what america was going to be and uh we're all going to move to finance and jack welsh and these guys we're all going to make the world such a better place and uh, turned out to be an absolute disaster and, and really wrecked so many communities. And you see it now. Uh, I think that whole thing, the economic thing, is what, what produced a guy like Donald Trump to be able to come in and persuade people who have been you know, hurt for 30 or 40 years economically. And that, that whole movement displaced so many workers. And you see it now in deaths of despair, mental health, suicide, addiction, 
Um, all of these things are, are, I think, a result of losing your purpose in life, losing your job, you know, downgrading your job from a good paying middle class job with meaning and purpose and a, and a small boat to take your grandkids fishing and enough money to go to a sporting events with your kids or, you know, help them out. If your kid gets divorced or something, you have a, an extra few bucks to be able to help them through that to not being able to do that and barely being able to take care of yourself. And I, you know, I lived this growing up in Northeast Ohio. This is what so many people went through. And so losing that purpose in life has led to all of these other things. And, um, and then you're left now we're left as a society to try to, to try to pick up the pieces. And so getting rid of those kind of foundational things and moving into, you know, la la land that, you know, we're not, we don't need to make anything anymore. And, uh, then COVID hit and hopefully things are starting to, people are starting to realize you need to have stuff in your own country to make. And we're uniquely positioned to, to change with the times and reshore a lot of those jobs. Yeah. The problem being that when, when the manufacturing base started to fall apart and bring communities and so on with it, it, it didn't seem as if Democrats had a better plan than Republicans. And that, I think that led to a lot of alienation and, and what Trump did was not provide particular solutions, but just channel anger channel, particularly white people's anger. Okay. Let's not give Trump any more airtime. Tim, you joked and you said that you don't cook, but you do cook. I like to cook. I just want to point out that uh, you said this because Mark had a kitchen accident while we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a kitchen. I avoided a kitchen accident, actually. (laughs) Avoided a kitchen accident. What do you like to cook? Oh, I like to make a good sauce. In fact, I told my wife last week, I said, um, you know, now that I'm home a little bit more, I want to like get Sunday dinners going again and like get some sauce. And, uh, you know, we've got like the organic sauce and the, you know, the, the grass fed meatballs and, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, make some really good healthy sauce and try to do, you know, spaghetti squash or, you know, something, you know, not streaming gluten-free, whatever, whatever, because we got a, some gluten issues in the household. And um, I love, I love making sauce, love cooking on the grill. So just kind of, you know, nothing really super fancy, love to make fish, love to, to play some cooking music and open a bottle of wine and just like, you know, shoot the shit with, with Andrea and the kids and, you know, now the kids are in college, you know, and love when they come home and we're able to just hang out. And my grandparents, they would, they would always have happy hour and, uh, you know, they pour a glass of wine and, and just, you know, everybody just starts telling stories and, and enjoying each other's company and, and grandma would be cooking. And it was just, you know, it's just that kind of connection, that kind of community. And, uh, I think food's such a big part of that. And, Again, I, we didn't get into it, but when I mentioned teaching kids how to cook, garden, cooking, all the rest, that's that's the other part of it. It's it's really part of the community. We saw it during COVID. I know you guys saw it when these restaurants were closing down. It was about a lot more than food 
and going out to dinner, you realize that these restaurants are just, they are embedded in the community. They're such a big part of the community where you can, you know, you go there, you have a drink, you meet after work, you have dinner with your spouse, you have dinner, you know, the chef that comes out, says hello, nice atmosphere, music, you know, it's just like, it's the best. <laughs> and these guys are just part of, you know, we've got the big competition around here. Who's got the best Italian restaurant? You know, is it Leo's? Is it Vernon's? Is it Salvatore's? You know, is it Aquapazzo? Like, this is Youngstown. In the, yeah, yeah. And they all got their own hot peppers and oil and they all got their own sauce that they sell. And, and they're all friends. You know, they all work together. They actually advertise on cable together. All the all the, the different Italian uh, restaurants. It's really cool, you know. But you, you realize through the through the pandemic it was a lot about a lot more than just the food. What did you have for dinner last night? What did I have for dinner last night? Wait, were you were you solo parenting last night? No, no, my wife was home last night. We okay. ordered, yeah, we ordered in. I had uh, cedar plank fish. <laughs> so cedar plank salmon broccoli asparagus i think yeah. that sounds good what do you yeah, what good. do you eat so when good. when when andrea's not home when she goes away she just went well, away you were you were home with brady i got brady i gotta pick him up in an hour from school we'll probably maybe hit some chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor oh, life. Yeah. Bachelor life. You, you, need some you need you need some yeah. lessons from either your grandmother or me. Yeah, I got the lessons. It's like I, I need <laughs> to choose. I need to choose. Yeah. What would I, what should I do tonight, Mark? So I got Brady tonight. I got him tomorrow night. I got him Friday night and Saturday night. So tell me, what should I do? I mean, if you want me to send you some recipes, but I mean I think you should go to the store and stock up for a few days and Set a good example for your young man. Although I know I sound like an asshole saying that, so forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the right thing to do is. It isn't Chick Fil A. I can tell you. Well, he likes to he likes to cook. You know, like, like if I cook eggs in the morning, or he wants to he wants to crack the eggs. If we're doing something, he wants he's got his nose in it. He wants to he wants to be a part of it. So yeah, send me a couple of recipes. All right, we'll do that. Thanks for your time, Tim, and and yeah, for being so awesome. open and and wide ranging. It's it's really a pleasure. Yeah, that was fun. Now that you've converted us both to Catholicism, <laughs> we're yeah. gonna go. There you go. There you go. Well, I think you converted me to something. I'm just not sure what yet. So I'll let, <laughs> well. you, I'll let you know how it plays out. Oatmeal. See, I said no. I said no. <laughs> I looked at it and I said no. Mark, I'll call you when I'm in New York. Do that, please. I'll shoot, I'll shoot you a text. Kate, yeah, are you there definitely. too? I am. All right. Cocktails. Happy think, hour. Yes, cocktails. I think my husband would have a heart attack if he got to meet you in person. So uh, Let's do it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be All great. All right, guys. Thank All you. Right, take care, See Tim. Ya. Thanks, Tim. Thanks to Tim Ryan for coming on the show. I always enjoyed seeing Tim, talking with him, and this certainly was not an exception. Thanks to my co-host and producer, Kate Bittman, who also obviously had fun in this interview. Thanks to our engineer, as always, Davis Lloyd, and to our intern, Callum Bone, who helped us a lot with this particular episode. You can follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Ryan, that's T-I-M-R-Y-A-N, 
and on Instagram at TimRyanOH. He's from Ohio. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us at BitmanProject.com or at MarkBitman.com. And listen again next week when I will be home and when we will have for you somebody awesome. Thanks again. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 